0: Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. That's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now let's rock this show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Happy start of a new week, Miss Angela Reed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) And also with you. (laughs) (laughs) And with your spirit. Oh Um, my gosh. (laughs) We're so glad to be here with you today. This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We are two moms. There are 10 kids between us. We both farm, we both run online businesses, we both homeschool, we're both avid gardeners, and then we decided, you know what, we don't really have enough to do, so we should probably start a podcast. Duh. And that was a couple years ago now, and we're still here, still kicking, I think. Yeah. Sort of, like... Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. If nothing else, we want you to leave this podcast knowing that the work in your home matters, and that you're not alone. You're not alone. And we know we're not alone, because we have been asking you to send us your questions. We are questioning our summer. This is season 11 of the podcast. And all of your questions, season 12, 12. (laughs) see? All of your questions (laughs) show us that, like, no, this podcast is still needed, and it's still necessary, and we still have things that we're figuring out as homemakers. Right. And um, topics that we can
0: flesh out even more. So you can kind of really mm-hmm. see what people want to talk about. They want to talk about periods. That's for sure. Really? Holy cow. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> hmm. That yep. kind of surprises me. Okay. I, right. I think everybody's just like, help!
1: Hmm. <gasps> for the
0: love. Um, I'm having like one of those mornings where I've had too much coffee. I I might have a heart attack right here, right now. Be careful. (laughs) Don't do that. Wow. Uh, Just one of those Mondays where I just like rolled out of bed and hit the ground running. Had to get a little bit of an... I start early, but I'm not on early. So I get up really early and have a little time before I interact with people. Yes. And I didn't have that luxury this morning. I had to start interacting like 30 seconds after I got out of bed and serving and taking care of people. Mm Mm-hmm. I went for a
1: huge walk
0: and just was like, "Okay, reset, reset."
1: Yep. Do you have an alarm clock or do you use your phone? I know you just like wake up. No, I perfectly just on up. time. I know. I got like. But that do you have a clock by the side of your bed? Oh no! No, no. I look okay. at the sun. I can tell by the.
0: Okay. I have an east window, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a a nerd. Yeah. I'm like a wise old wise woman. Like I can I can tell you what time it is when I wake up. Yeah. It's like a game I play with myself. Yeah, I, like I bet it's 5:18 and I'll wake up and it'll be 5:17. Mm-hmm. Like when I walk by the computer and hit the mm-hmm. space bar or whatever. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I gotta, I, that I, whole like what is it called Cir- circadian rhythm? Yeah. Like I'm down with that. Yeah. I I worked really hard on that a few years ago as far as like blue light, no blue light at this time, no blue light at that time, like training and training myself like telling yourself what time to wake up. And I dig it.
1: Yep you know what really sad habit that i'm breaking up with so i've been on this like self-discipline kick all summer um i I i totally kicked facebook sayonara like that made me sad for half a second i'm only sad when i'm like don't get to see people's pictures of their like their babies and stuff you know like that makes me a little bit sad but um so that's gone but my new discipline that i've just decided is not really it's like a treat, but it's not really contributing to my growth as a person is <laughs> we're really good. Like we're really good. Like we put the kids to bed. We, we do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We get ready for bed. We go to bed at the same time. Like that's all good. But then we'll lay in bed and we'll mm-hmm. watch something. Mm-hmm. Usually we call them gentle murder mysteries, like British murder mysteries <laughs> where there's like no blood. Gentle <laughs> murder. Yeah. Do not have any gentle murders? Um, anyway, it's just, it's all garbage pretty much. And I heard a rumor that a bunch of these programs were going to be coming out and start doing advertising in their shows because people weren't streaming as much. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm out. I think I'm out because the blue light at night, the like computer in the bed. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like... So last night I read. I'm reading through C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, and I made it like two and a half pages. And I was—is that what I saw in your bathtub? I was yes, like, that looks like a C.S. Lewis cover. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Move, I move it all around. Two and a half pages um, of Christianity. Two and a half pages. But you know what? I fell asleep you like know? a rock. Yeah. <laughs> that is some dense stuff. Thanks, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in this book for like six months. I'm on page twelve or something. I'm like, okay, reread that <laughs> sentence. Okay, reread it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm on Jordan Peterson twelve
1: rules for life. Mm. Wow,
0: <sighs>
1: that's a yeah. mouthful. <sighs> yeah, do you uh, do you watch shows in bed at night or do you read? Both, both. Yeah, how um, do you
0: decide? Uh, just like kind of like if I'm if I'm super tired, mm-hmm. it's safe to watch a show because I know. Like, but if I'm, like, keyed up, then I'll just want to stay up. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I did mm-hmm. find a new show I'm really excited about. I stu- I like it when you stumble upon something and you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, that looks mm-hmm. like the next good one. Um, I am very fascinated by the story of Ava Peron. And I liked that whole musical, Evita and all that. And I have books about her. Cause she was really, like, really into fashion and wore a lot of Christian Dior. And I just like her whole, like, visual style okay don't message me about what she stood for okay <laughs> um but Salma Hayek has done a three-part miniseries called Santa Evita and it's about the whole like embalming controversy after she died and that's super talk about gentle murder <laughs> like super mm. creepy interesting to me so that's on my list hmm. very intrigued. interesting it looks very okay. well done like I saw the trailer like how did I not know she did this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. pretty jazzed about that. That's, that's how, how I, I felt
1: looked. when I found the Durells in Corfu. And it was like, yeah, they're it like was just I'm sorry, shocked. what rock have I been so
0: well, yeah. living yeah. under? How did yeah. I not know this was a thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a fun show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe like my friend Amber, she does it where she just does it, she'll watch shows on like Friday nights or Saturday nights, you know? But during the week, it's just, I hate to say this, but like we are kind of gearing. To get ready to go back to school, which means mm-hmm. that I do need to get up a little bit earlier if I'm going to get my my time, you know. I asked about your alarm clock because, you know, it gets really dark here. We're far north, just like you are. And so mm-hmm. in the wintertime, it stays really dark. So you're getting up as much as I wish I could just wake up with the sun as my heart desires. Like that's not mm-hmm. realistic for the schedule in the winter time. In the summer, it is. Um, right. And there's those great alarm clocks that mimic sunlight, and they will sl- gradually get lighter and lighter and lighter so that when it's 5 o'clock and you need to get up, your room is actually filled with sunlight like it's 5 o'clock in the summer. Okay. And that that's really appealing to me. And not having my phone by my head when you get up yeah. and you check the time and it's like you've got these messages and you're like, no, 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 I don't want that. Yeah. It's the too early. In room I have
0: a, like a little vintage clock, like an actual tick 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 mm-hmm. you know, that I have to wind and keep going, but I don't want once like once at night at night if I'm going to watch something, I don't give myself any guilt. Like I work so bloody hard all day. Oh I'm yeah. Like, Look, you're a grown up. If this is how you want to decompress, you you can do that. But I once that's done then I mm-hmm. like actually like banish. I'll take the Chromebook or whatever and I'll like put it I don't want any of that stuff near me I don't want to I even don't like 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 I said when I walk through my office here and I hit the space bar in the morning to see what time it is I would rather just see my clock There's something Mm -hmm.
1: about like just Mm -hmm. that yeah that's what I'm thinking like well, what if you just had a clock
0: you had a clock and just but the nice thing about like it does get darker so it's super dark here obviously in the morning in the winter but that whole isn't this the time change that helps you keep your schedule? This one coming up. I think they banned. Didn't
1: they like ban this? I think this is not a thing anymore. No way. I think it is. And I remember being really upset. Like, well, thanks for waiting for five years until my kids stop napping to do that. Because, <laughs> you know, when you have babies and you got to switch all that and it was horrible. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. It took yeah. like four months. Yeah, it was just terrible and so unnecessary. Are you looking it up?
0: I am okay.
1: I feel like this is. I thought is they a thing. talked about it. But it I already don't. wasn't a thing in Arizona, and another state. They just operate on a different time. It makes no sense. Oh, are you
0: kidding? That was the last one. Yeah, I thought. I thought so. That's kind of weird. Hmm. That's just weird.
1: You heard it here first, folks.
0: (laughs) Oh, you got so called out for the Seinfeld spoiler. Oh, my gosh. No, just listen. This girl had a point. She's like, look, you guys are attracting young homemakers. Some of us are young. And you're turning us on to things we've never watched or experienced and Seinfeld was that thing for me
1: listen to me if I have to do a spoiler 25 from 25 years ago I quit this job I quit because I cannot guard my mouth for an hour and a half for something that happened 25 years ago I'm sorry I cannot do it so if you only like I don't care if you can't thing if you can't handle it it doesn't (laughs) ruin the show it's not like it's some thriller you're like how's it gonna end it's not a gentle murder it's not like he killed her I mean, there's really, come on. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I had a lady so who wrote me high, a, died, an email of haikus about how angry she was with me about the Seinfeld spoiler. You guys, this is, I, we spend half our airtime being like, don't be mad at me. Don't message me about this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do it. I think it's like a oh. shtick,
0: though, on the show. I think it's kind of, surely people find it amusing. There they go. Yeah. I, um, I actually am ago. a little sad. I really liked the fallback. I really didn't care for the spring ahead, but I really liked the fallback because it made me feel like a rock star in the darkness because I could still get up. So now, yeah, dang it.
1: Forget about it. <coughs> Forget, Forget about it. About it. Um, okay. Should we start with a question? Oh, yes. Let's that thing see. we do where we actually answer people's questions? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, boy. Hold on. Let me...
0: I take screenshots and sometimes they get all wonky. Say something while I sort this okay, out. Okay,
1: if we're, I'm sorry, just to jump right in there, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about periods, can you guys do me a favor? And can you message us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast if you have successfully used period underwear? Ew. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> like, I. Why have- about it?
1: Gross. How is that different than
0: a pad? How is that different
1: I than don't a pad? Want to wear the underwear. You wear like, a pad. That's like a diaper that you change. Well, you change your underwear too, you weirdo. <laughs> you don't just wear it for a week. I'm saying you change your pad,
0: however many times a day or every you 20 do, minutes. If you, you're me, I mean, like,
1: <laughs> what you could do the same I've, for your, with your underwear. Could I? From what I've read is that they'll hold like the equivalent of like three pads. So you put them on in the morning, wear them throughout the day, take them off at night, put on a clean pair, wear those through the night, put on a clean pair. Listen, (laughs) the thing in Skittles that I can't remember the name of it. Remember that chemical that Skittles is being sued for having in their Skittles? No. Okay, it's in tampons. It's in tampons and it's freaking me out. And I listen... People, people just posted have, on this the other day. People have given me the little plastic discs and all this, but y'all got to understand something. For starters, I don't know if I flow different than other women, but like that, talk about okay, a gentle murder. I, the <laughs> <laughs> also, you the guys, diva
0: cup. If one more person tries <laughs> to convince me to put a topperware in my crotch for five days a month, I tell you what, yeah. I. It is not happening. I don't want to fumble with that. That is gross. I know some of you swear by it. Yep. There ain't nothing diva about that. Nope.
1: (laughs) Also, some of us have two vaginal canals. So how are we going to do that, son? (laughs) If you're new to the podcast. (laughs) Shay's extra talented. I have this cool thing, you guys. I'm just real fast. Called uterine didelphus. It means I have two uteruses. And like my babies could have come down one of two different canals. So I had three pregnancies in one uterus, one pregnancy in the other uterus. There is only one hole. I've had people ask. God There's one, you, one hole. One <laughs> hole. Okay. But once you go in, it could go to, it could go. Either way. You have choices. <laughs> you have choices. <laughs> actually, not as many as before because when I had one of my kids actually like the whole septum ripped out. But it all that's to say, it does make it tricky for something like tampons or a diva cup even. So not going to happen. Um, OK,
0: so this is very interesting, Skittles.
1: Did you look very it up? You talk. I'm going to look it up. I'll tell okay, you what it is. You look it up. So okay.
0: my question is, so I've been using like organic tampons and pads for a long time. Do they have it? Because here I'm thinking I'm doing myself a solid yeah titanium uh,
1: dioxide
0: oh isn't that like in makeup and stuff isn't that like an eyeshadow ingredient
1: uh, yeah it's a I common like coloring agent fun. and they mm-hmm. are causing ovarian cysts um,
0: yeah i um, basically nothing is good out there everything is trying to kill you yeah it's like, <laughs>
1: like i know
0: it's well like i'm just trying just to not poison news- myself just, yeah, or our children. I just saw this story the other day that Johnson & Johnson is finally pulling talc from baby powder. Like they're <laughs> finally. Oh, we're just I, now. I'm, I'm doing over that. here like, are you kidding me? I've been screaming this for 25 years. Don't use talc yeah. on your little people on their crotch and their little bits. Yeah. Please, Mm-mm. for the love, don't use that. They're going to switch to cornstarch and they're, they're like denying that anything is wrong with it, but they're going to make the switch. And I just I maybe cornstarch well, like, is there, cheaper. There it is again. Where yeah. like, I'm just I'm trying not to not a be weirdo poisoned. anymore. I know. Yeah. Oh, we
1: made our own baby powder with arrowroot powder and essential mm-hmm. oils. You know. I
0: just straight up used um, for diaper rash. My grandma told me to use burned flour. So I would burn flour hmm, on the
1: skillet, put it in a little container, and that's what we used. I swear by it. Interesting. Never heard that. Mm-hmm. So this says titanium dioxide is a naturally occurring mineral, and it's used as a coloring agent to brighten and whiten things like period products, because you got to make it have nice and white before you, you know, use it. It's like caramel color in your salad salad dressing, because we all care what color our salad dressing is. It's also in cosmetics, sunscreen, toothpastes, food, Mm -hmm. and candies. Um, The FDA has found that regulated amounts of titanium dioxide are considered safe. Oh, thanks. But con- sunscreens can have them. concentrations of up to 25%. Yeah.
0: and Oh, and reapply it every hour. Uh, God forbid you go outside without just coating yourself. And- if
1: you want to know what our thoughts on sunscreen are, that's a few episodes <laughs> ago. You can check that out.
0: OK, question. So is it inorganic tampons? Did you Google that?
1: Oh, I'm sure that it is because it's just oh. a naturally occurring mineral, and they probably want them to use white, too. I'll look. OK. Dioxide. in organic tampons the more uh, older i get the more older i get the the more more i'm just like i just don't think shoving anything in there is a good idea (laughs) you know what i mean yep because it's all so questionable um that it doesn't make me feel confident right right it doesn't really yes in organic tampons as well
0: so We're just gonna go back to swaddling clothes. It's we're just gonna a, take it's our just old a bleaching agent and
1: oh and how is that different than period underwear? It's not. So yeah. if you've used things right. those seem to be the highest rated Sold. ones, <laughs> please let me know because they they are a little bit of an investment or like of mm-hmm. course I know a lot of women who use the reusable pads um, and they're you know they just lay them in but I'm like if we've advanced to like the underwear that includes that where it's not gonna fall out my pant leg or something then that might be better. <laughs> Uh, okay, it's sorry. Signature
0: move where I take my clothes off and leave the underwear in the pant leg, and then it <laughs> shimmies down in the bacon aisle at Costco. Like I am forever, forever pulling underwear out of my clothing in public. It is a magical skill. My girls know
1: to expect it. They're like, "Wow, could you just figure this out?" Once? Wow. <laughs> and you're the classy one in yep. this relationship. Like I, I don't am, no one. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in uh, i'm sorry we're sorry (laughs) we do cover cover other stuff too besides this people asked
0: okay um lots of recommendations but because we have had so many questions posed to us and we you know sometimes obviously don't have all the answers so, Nicole says that she has a recommendation on shampoo and conditioner. Someone did okay. affirm my love for Aveda products the other day and said they are clean, and she would highly recommend them. Um, okay. This girl is a hairstylist. She recommends plain products and Jason. I used to love Jason toothpaste. Plain products and Jason, excuse me, I just burped, products, classy, are recommended by Dr. Anthony J. He wrote a book. Now, this intrigues me. He wrote the book, Generation. Mm. That title intrigues me. I'm a okay. I think Azure cool sells Jason.
1: Products.
0: Yeah, I used to use. Yeah, they do. But I've never heard of plain products, so
1: that's interesting. Okay. okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Jason's um, shampoo, if I remember correctly, it doesn't give a nice lather. So I guess that's something I have to get over. Boo.
0: Yeah. Um. Speaking of toxins. Uh, peaceful.nourishing over on Instagram would like to know what's the most toxic thing we can't give up oh perfume cleaning products guilty pleasure snack
1: great question okay I have two probably um one is my perfume but like I've shared with I do wear all my clothes which Angela says you're not supposed to do but I feel better like putting it on my clothes than putting it on my skin um Mm. and I don't wear it every day um, the second thing would probably be bleach, which I know is terrible, but it's like a serious nostalgic thing for me. My mom cleaned with bleach. I don't clean my house with it, but I do use it in my washing machine when I'm washing whites. And so and it makes the laundry room smell like bleach once a week. And I love it. Please don't tell me to use OxyClean or chlorine. It's not the same. I genuinely like do it for the smell, which is like a chemical smell. <laughs>
0: But, like, yeah. it makes me so happy. It reminds of me of the pool it makes me happy.
1: that I learned to swim in mm-hmm. here. Because they, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, I just really love the smell of it. It smells like a clean house to me. Surely
0: once a week is, I mean, I guess then you're wearing it. Do you rinse them twice or do you do anything? Yeah, I do an extra rinse. Extra? Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything white in my house, so there's nothing really to clean with it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't use it like um, on my bath. Like I don't use soft scrub, Mm-mm. bleachy, Mm-mm. bleachy bathroom products and stuff like nope. that. But No, I don't either. When duty calls, I do love me some bleach in the washing machine. And I just try to justify it with like, okay, I'm not using it everywhere else. I'm not eating bleached flour. I'm not eating bleached sugar. I'm not, you know,
1: I don't know. I'm not sticking bleached tampons up places. <sighs> Golly. Yeah, uh,
0: the perfume for sure, because I'm sure there is healthy perfume out there, but, but it doesn't smell like Chanel number no. five. It has nothing to do with Chanel. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> let's be real. Designer perfume is designer perfume for a reason, because it's frigging genius. I mean, what, whatever they're doing to come up with those concoctions, it's amazing. I actually have a book called Scent and it's a great book on how perfume is made how number five was developed the book looks like a bottle of number five it's white and black um it's a great book it's like science nerd Mm -hmm. stuff um Mm -hmm. really well done uh when i i here's what i do like i spray it like kind of like right here so i'm still getting this warm because you want to have it like in warm areas so Mm -hmm. it radiates so i kind of do it like right in here i'm never just like right on the thyroid, right on Lucy and Ethel. nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love it though. I mean, as natural as I do things, like I just love perfume. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel so pretty. I love it.
1: Well, and here's the thing. So I had to talk with my cooking community about this last week and I was trying to encourage them, like doing better, doing something, learning something is still so much better than doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, so if your goal is just complete and utter perfection, good luck. (laughs) You will Mm -hmm. genuinely live completely and forever sad because that's an unattainable mark for any of us. And so I was trying to encourage them, like, look, if you're doing homemade meals four nights a week and you go throw down some Thai food on Friday night, good for you. You still did four nights of homemade food and that's great. And if you clean up a few products in your pantry, then great. That's a few products that you're no longer taking in all these chemicals from. If you're able to Mm -hmm. switch out one thing to good meat or to good milk or to unbleached flour or to a natural sweetener, great, that's one thing. And I think this kind of stuff is the same way. You know, the reality is you and I are still exposed to like billions of toxins every day. I mean, we're both wearing just regular old clothes that are probably dyed with terrible stuff and sprayed with Mm -hmm. some sort of flame retardant or something. And at the end of the day, you kind of just have to like – Trust that you're doing what you can and ultimately the Lord's going to be sovereign over all of those things. So I don't spend too much time, but there is a quality of life that I enjoy from cleaning up some of those things. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Emily Toops, um, she's an advertiser on the show, you know, toopsandco.com.
0: You can go there now and use Homemaker. Homemaker? What's our code? Homemaker. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Don't look at me. It up. It's in the show um, notes. Okay, yeah. For 10% off this season and we only have a few more episodes left this season. So do that, but subscribe to her newsletter because she just had a great piece the other day. Um I saw it come through and it was just talking about the the impact on your body if you even if you just cut half your toxins. Like just mm. like, that you most people like can't just go live in the woods and drink water from a spring and <laughs> You know. And avoid all like it, contact with human evolve, life. It, exa- exactly. Yep. So it just talked about the actual proven impact on a woman's body from just like eliminating a certain percentage of the toxin There intake, you go. Which I thought was really, really interesting. And it yeah. falls under like what you said, like learn, do a little better. Learn, yep. do a little better. Yeah. Um And then I've like, so I'm kind of like, okay, if you're going to do this, then, then don't do that. So like I've really like quit wearing nail polish. Mm-hmm which is crazy i love nail polish i love the way it looks even gardening season i don't typically wear it but even my toes aren't really painted right now which Mm -hmm. i can't believe i'm trying to keep everything clean and very groomed looking um Mm -hmm. but i that sort of always haunted me like okay what's just seeping in through my nail bed all day every day since i was 12 you know
1: Yep. Nail polish so, is really bad for you, you guys. It's got to be. It's,
0: yeah. I, and I quit a long time ago wearing nail polish that had formaldehyde in it. Mm-hmm. So that was a conscious decision I made probably 15 years ago.
1: Um, but yep, still kind of freaks me out these I days. Know. So. I know. That's why I tell myself, too, I would love to be the type of woman who got my nails done. And I I think it looks beautiful. I know all the time. Stu's moms and his sisters, like the southern woman, they're so well groomed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're not that person, and you can't be that person. You're not going to go sit in a nail salon. You're not going to do that. So, like, keep them. I I keep mine super short and keep them, try to keep them really clean. And that works. It's not as flashy, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, right, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple freeze-dried food lasts for 25
0: years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze
1: dryer system from Harvest Right today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit toopsandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount.
0: Are you ready for a well-appointed bathroom? How about a stack of gorgeous towels from American Blossom Linens? I have them and love them. For your well-appointed bathroom, why not wrap yourself in the most luxurious, thick, oversized towels made in America? These long-lasting, absorbent, heirloom-quality towels will surround you with the plush comfort you can expect from 100% organic cotton. Feel the softness of the ring-spun, combed two-ply cotton loops against your skin. These towels and washcloths are Oeko-Tex certified, so you can rest assured they are made without harmful chemicals. Unlike others, American Blossoms' fully organic cotton sets of towels are made with all USA materials. Nothing ever leaves the United States. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code Homemaker 20 for 20% off. So I'm wondering, like, about the toxicity of just, like, wearing those stick-on ones every once in a while. I have no idea. I mean, it can't be good, but yeah, usually it's better. Uh, my daughter said there is such thing as, like, natural nail polish, but it's gummy and doesn't it's terrible. dry, and it's pretty horrible. Yeah. So maybe somebody could just yeah. develop a really good one. Yep. That'd be great. Yep. A little concentrated beet juice. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a big one that I gave up. If you want to talk about heavy metals going into your bloodstream, Angela, you're not going to like this. Hair color. What'd you give up? Hair color. What? Oh, yeah. It's bad. And this is coming from somebody who's also been coloring her hair since she was 12. (laughs) And and up until very recently, you know, I was putting bleach red on my scalp. But I was talking with my old hairdresser last week about it. And she was just like, I'm like now the hairdresser who has become anti-color. Because wow. as you kind of learn about these things and you just realize, oh, women are just putting this without even thinking about it. We're just putting mm-hmm. it on our skin and it's going in and we're absorbing it all the time. All the time. And, you know, for some women it's probably still worth it. And I get it, and it's your mm-hmm. choice that you get to make. But it wasn't one that I was super comfortable with. And I'm it's this retraining of my mind, um, of just like you're fine like this. You know, this is genuinely like the color. The good Lord made it, and it's fine. And you're gonna you know, okay, this is mm-hmm. how your nails grow, that's fine. This is how your eyelashes grow, that's fine. Like, let it be. And just try to make the most of it. <laughs> you're giving me a not nice look. Uh,
0: you're not gray yet. I,
1: I do don't have one like
0: grey hair. I have I one. one. I don't like and I don't think gray on blonde is that bad, but gray on dark hair, it's just, I just look dumpy. Fr- it just looks, I look unkempt. It looks like I don't care. Mm. And I don't like it. Okay. Um, my How gray are you? Me, um, not that. Like, right, it's just all right here. See, I think that's kind all of soft gray. and pretty. You know? Uh-uh. It's not soft and pretty. It looks icky. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. I think there's stuff you can do with, like, walnut, like, especially with dark oh, gosh, hair. You have, like, some more options. You're out there grinding but... up walnut shells. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Mortar and pestle. Yeah. Ah, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. If you know of a natural hair color, I use Madison Reed. Supposedly that's better, but I don't see how it could be <laughs> being a major product.
1: Okay, you want to switch gears or stay yep. here? No, go for it.
0: Hello, lovely ladies. Kimberly Richardson-Hosman says, is there a holiday, any holiday tradition from your childhood that you've implemented into your current holiday traditions?
1: Um, I mean, I guess not really beyond the standard. So we did, you know, like the normal Thanksgiving with family. Mm-hmm. So all that food has kind of carried on, although I've, I've taken some liberties in adapting some of the some of the recipes um probably the biggest tradition though apart from just your general ones that has carried on is making lufsa at christmas which is something we always had mm-hmm. in my family it's a norwegian flatbread tortilla kind of a thing my grandma would always make it and then my uncle sort of took the role when she passed away and it's mashed potatoes and flour, and it take. It's really labor intensive because you have to roll them very thin, and you have to cook them each individually and flip them with this stick. And last year was my first year, sort of taking it on, and it's really special. Like that, it's a very particular smell, and like that hit the air, and I'm like, okay, it's Christmas. Like, let's do this. Oh,
0: I love. And that.
1: we filled it with. We fill it with like a shredded, really plain kind of pork roast, or you butter it mm-hmm. and put cinnamon and sugar on it, and it was it's really fun and you know our family has sort of expanded over the years and everyone's kind of gone off to do their own thing so this was primarily just for my immediate family but that's one that i think i hopefully my kids will carry on like i want them mm-hmm. to associate that smell you know like this, yeah. is, this is the food the foods of our people i was right? also teasing my cooking community though like all my <clears throat> family on all the sides is norwegian and so some of the foods were not good like Pickled herring. If, pickled herring is not good. I don't think it's good. I, mean, I haven't that, had it for don't a they, long time. Like, don't be but. insulted.
0: Don't they sell that at Costco? Isn't that the one with the blue lid in like the kind don't of know. mayonnaise jar when you buy crab? Maybe. I mean, it's a really it like. A
1: yeah, it's a really. It's literally like pickled fish, and I like it. It might be like good now. I haven't it. eaten it for a yeah. long time. I should remember my grandpa making me eat it. My grandpa, I, oh. and it was like these really little fish with all these little bones. I'm like, I don't okay. want to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the lepsa. C- keep the herring, right? right? Maybe it's good. I should give it another try. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, ours is probably going to be more food, like just
0: traditional things. You know, we have we're a big pie people because we're farm. Indiana farm people, you know, so pies are big. So we still make the recipe that my that my great grandma did, and a um, couple other like just traditional. Like my mom made this fun chocolate recipe on the holidays, and I still do that. We, my grandpa would read Luke two before we could open presents. Mm. So we do that. Um, but everything else seems kind of pretty standard. Yeah pretty generic. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah pretty generic. Mm-hmm. Stew- we have now we've made fun traditions. Yeah. Like my kids do a sleepover on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve is Amelie's birthday so the kids like bring all their pollution blankets and pillows down and everything and do a sleepover under the tree which is adorable. Um,
1: I just thought of another one but I'm totally blanking now but yeah. Mm-hmm. Stu took on a tradition of he'll make something handmade for the kids. Like one year it was actually these incredible wooden swords, like full-size wooden swords. Um, and he will write a letter and he makes it really look old and he draws these like watercolor pictures and he writes it in this really fancy script. And it's a letter to the kids from Father Christmas. We don't really mm-hmm. do the Santa Claus thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just not really a thing. We don't, we're not anti it. We just not really. We never did it. We yeah. just don't really do it. Um, but J.R. Tolkien would write his kids a letter from Father Christmas. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know my husband is a gigantic Tolkien fan. I'll say fan. That's a nice word. Anyway, and so he sort of took um, a page from his book on this, and he writes these really special letters, and it's just about what Father Christmas has been up to and like maybe some issues he's run into or or highlights of his year, and he shares it with the kids and then leaves it, and then these really sort of handmade little gifts and they love it uh yeah (laughs) that's great it's very sweet it's very sweet so it's sort of this like magical and they know it's stewart but Mm -hmm. it's still sort of this just magical little thing so anyway that's a fun one Mm -hmm.
0: okay okay this is a little um advice seeking here okay this is from amy uh, she's really struggling with getting her, her family on a dinner routine, dinner time routine. She's got the meal planning thing down. She just wants a formalish time with family, sitting down at the same time. Problem is, her husband works twenty-four hour shifts, and so no evening is the same. When he's home half the time, he's in a mad dash to get all the home yard maintenance things done. Mm. Um, you know, he works three days straight, and then has to spend the entire next day fixing stuff and you know mm-hmm. house house maintenance. So it's dinner with two toddlers and um, she just is really desiring that bad habits need to get broke all around because when it's, well, you know how this is. Like when your husband's not there, there's like just a little bit less pressure. Like you're actually not like performing as much. You're a little bit more lax with what you make. You're a little bit more lax with your cleanup routine. There's something about the formality of having your husband present that sort of keeps you going, you know, Mm -hmm. on point. And so she would like to uh, clean up her habits and is just wondering some mm-hmm. some suggestions. She doesn't want to complain about his schedule because she's very grateful for his job, but... Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, that's kind of a multifaceted question. Mm-hmm. I think you have the right heart, Amy, in not complaining about the work. Um, I also think as you're going into this too, be gentle with yourself because there were... Many 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 years where neither Angela or I had any sort of semblance of a nice family time around the table because right. your kids are toddlers and you're nursing one and your food's getting cold and the other one is or Joel was working throwing like their 1 food in the morning yeah. for like five years. Yeah, yeah. And so be realistic about the season of life that you are in, and I think having the right expectations going in will really save you from a lot of emotional discouragement. When things don't go quite as planned. And I will say too that, you know, sometimes if you know your husband, let's say is going to be home and he's going to be doing other stuff, maybe that is that is a good night to plan a meal that's something fun. Like I'll make popcorn and cheese sticks and pickles and like grilled cheese sandwiches, something silly. Something that the kids mm-hmm. will just think is really silly and fun. And it makes the dinner really joyful. Because if I put a ton of work into something, and it's pearl like a pearls before swine situation where mm-hmm. you're just like, well, so glad I spent an hour and a half on that so that no one could eat it and the kid could throw a tantrum or whatever. You just get right. disappointed. And so if you can have a few meals up your sleeve that don't require that much of you so that when you sit down, if your husband's not there and the kids are just having fun eating popcorn and gelato or whatever, then great, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then great. Um those are the first things that pop into my mind. How did you and do it when Joel was gone? I, I was
0: super chill. I mean, i i we always set the table. and But, you know, they for a lot of times, like, I'd let them eat at the bar. Like, instead of sitting at the table, they I'd line them all up at the bar. Yeah. Um, and then I'd serve them, and we'd just stand there and visit and hang out. So it was definitely different. I think, you know, if you know his schedule, then – maybe just lower the expectations so you can celebrate when it goes the way you want it to go. So if if you know his schedule is going to afford him to be available after mowing the lawn all day on Saturday and you can have a 530 dinner just the way you want it with your pressed tablecloth and maybe a new recipe that you've tried, then make that a thing with the kids like four more days till our special dinner with daddy, you know, like Mm -hmm. and and just have that have one have one great meal that week. And. And look forward to it and just take yourself off the hook um as far as guilt or mm. something for those others and then if you're worried about your approach with the small kids as far as you know intimating that there's bad habits to break figure out what your standards are going to be for that time give yourself a ton of grace like kind of find a happy medium like this is going to feel good i'm going to use glass instead of paper plates or what, or whatever that is or buy mm-hmm. yourself some pretty paper napkins to use and have a couple things that you can celebrate in that time it's not a wash it, it doesn't not count because it's not a proper sit-down meal just the way you want it mm-hmm. um, so look for the wins in that in those moments
1: do you find too that a lot of times when I try to have one it doesn't work but when I don't try it'll just happen like some random Tuesday where I made just like a roast chicken and open the right bottle of wine and it's like everyone's happy and you can just like feel it it's like this buzzing yeah. energy and everyone's laughing I or did. they're telling stories yeah <laughs> and it's never the times yeah. you plan it right i i a few weeks ago i just did like i
0: didn't know what i was gonna make i just was so overworked that day i didn't know what i was gonna do i had puff pastry and i knew i had some salmon that could thaw really quick and i made a salmon like cream spinach wellington thing and for me, it was like an emergency. I felt I felt good because I'm like, oh, this is creative for like what could have been carry out. They freaked, <laughs> like they loved it. I'm like, oh well, I will celebrate that. I had <laughs> No idea
1: that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I follow this kind of workout guy. His name's Marcus Philly on Instagram, and somebody asked him, Marcus, how do you stay motivated to like do this? I mean, he's been in like bodybuilding he's done crossfit and now he does like functional bodybuilding and i mean the guy's obviously very skilled in what he does and he's been doing it a long time and they said what you know how do you stay motivated and he was just like motivated (laughs) (laughs) right discipline and it was really encouraging me because because like amy's talking about it's bad habits all around and i'll tell you it's like the debt snowball with dave ramsey where it's like you eliminate one bad habit and you're like what's the next one like Mm -hmm. i like this this is making me um it's making life more enjoyable maybe it's making it more peaceful maybe it's opening up space maybe it's bettering your relationship with people like there's so many benefits to eliminating these sinful habits that we have or Mm -hmm. not maybe not even sinful ones maybe just ones that
0: aren't really contributing to your life or don't bear fruit yeah you know yeah yeah that's how i
1: feel about the netflix in bed when i'm like this just isn't really bearing fruit like you could just sleep for that 45 minutes and that would actually be better for you
0: and um so i
1: think that's a perfect way to put about it but um but i love that she's even recognizing that like there are some bad habits here and we can break them Mm -hmm. you you can actually change which is so neat (laughs) praise god <laughs> Praise God. Mm-hmm.
0: Um speaking of working out, um Hillary just got a tonal. She's Go wondering Hillary. if we would share our handles. Um I, what is I think my I'm handle? just Parisian farm girl. I, be, I, I know I'm Parisian Farm Girl on the hydro. If you row, that's
1: me. I'll have to, I'll to turn my on and look. Message me on Instagram, I'll row with you. I think I'm just She Elliot. Uh, I don't know. Um co- check out Coach I Paul can't Hillary. Either. I, when I, when I got coach my tonal Paul. I asked Angela I was like okay I can't for, I'm sorry like this is gonna sound sexist I don't want to work out with women I don't I am not working out with any women <laughs> heck no I, I do want not want to
0: see that I don't want to hear that like Nye. no
1: coach Paul is my jam. coach Paul is my get, vibe I'd love to
0: have him on the show oh my gosh coach Paul. we should
1: we should I'll reach out to him on Instagram like can you come talk to a bunch of homemakers yeah. about working out
0: I tag him all the time. I'm like, I love just, I just thank him. I'm like, thank you.
1: Yep. I message I him. I'm like, him. thanks so much. <laughs> He's so good. Um, what I find I like most on the tonal, and this is just true for working out in general, I'm not interested in cardio. I'm not interested in hit stuff. Like, I am interested in strength. That's what gets me. Like, I, I like it, and it's friggin' hard, but I love it, mm-hmm. and so... All the different coaches on Tonal. Um, if you guys aren't sure what Tonal is, it's our workout system that both Angela and I use. It's like a giant iPad that hangs on your wall. And it works great for when you don't have a ton of space um, for like a, a whole at-home system. Or you don't want to oh, go to the system. gym. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to the gym, especially when gas is $5 a gallon. Like, the Tonal pays for itself. I think I did the math. Um, it very quickly. Anyway. um, mm-hmm. Each of the coaches has sort of descriptive, you know, like, "Hey, I'm energetic and encouraging," or "I'm this or that." And I think Coach uh, Paul's is strength and athleticism. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he's the best. He just has the best attitude. Yep. He's
0: serious, but doesn't take himself serious. I mean, he's serious about the workout. Yep. His form suggestions. I just. Yep. His overall vibe love yeah i, I haven't him. used I follow anybody. him on instagram like i just yep he geeks me out i've yep. tried a few Very different
1: people and i'm like i'm no Mm-mm. sorry i'm going back I to try,
0: I, yeah when i first got my
1: tonal I i'm monogamous a few people
0: <laughs> yeah right yep
1: <laughs> yep awesome hillary yeah i think i'm a shay Elliot. i think that's my handle yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i'm I gotta say this is not a tonal ad but I'm digging my tonal. I love not having to set up any equipment. I was talking to my sister about this because she really wants, She her husband has been a longtime trainer. The only time mm-hmm. I've ever worked out in my life like seriously was with her husband when he was training okay. me after I had Georgia. And he's incredibly skilled at it. He's got a full gym system in his garage, all these weights and everything. But the problem is you still have to go in there and figure out what to do, how much to do it. And so it's a lot of decisions for the mom. When it's like workout Mm -hmm. is like my time off. It's my throwdown time, my get out aggression time, my rage time, my like processing thought time. I can't be thinking how many reps of this should I do and how much weight did I do last time? And if I'm adding on, it's a lot of maths if you're actually doing it for strength. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I don't have to think about with tonal. It's like here's your weight based on your performance and here's how many reps you're doing. the end so it's like I literally just have to show up and that's the only thing that makes it possible for me I think I would have given up
0: it's really cool so it's not (laughs) the mirror the mirror is like I think like a closet and like your weights are inside it the mirror is a little bit more cardio yeah the tonal is more for people who are wanting to lift weights yeah Yeah. it's AI so it it gets you get stronger it makes it harder for you
1: it records everything it shocks me how effective Efficient it is I, th- yeah. I thought I would lose conditioning not seeing a trainer anymore not going to a real gym and mm. that hasn't been the case at all yeah so
0: okay okay um this is oh did I not screenshot her name oh Sierra hi Sierra uh over on Instagram she's uh, a long time ago we talked well we just talked about Lewis again a few minutes ago but I recommended a movie called The Unlikely Convert I think the World's Most Unlikely Convert, something like
1: that, C.S. Lewis. Did you ever watch
0: that movie? No, you're think, like... I think
1: you're thinking of the Rosaria Butterfield, Secret Thoughts of an no. Unlikely Convert.
0: Yeah, but, the, okay, the name is really similar to that. Okay. Like, it's, I think it's longer, like, The World's Most Unlikely
1: Convert or okay. something like that. I know, what you, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. I know you told me to watch um, it, but I
0: didn't. It's so good. It's only like 45 minutes long and I think everyone should watch it. This Sierra was not raised in the church and so um she re- recently started reading the Bible. She was raised without religion and was trying to remember some books. Okay. So, oh yeah, it's two. She's mentioning both. She's mentioning the rosario. She said um Shay mentioned something about unlikely converts. So say the name of that book again while I Google
1: this. Okay. Her name is Rosaria Butterfield, and she has two books written. One is called Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert. The biggest takeaway um, from this book is that Christians need community. This is not meant to be something that's done in isolation. Um, And a lot of times conversion, if you weren't raised in the church, if this is a culture you're unfamiliar with – it's a bloodbath that's her term not mine Um, she's like we think about it like this really magical beautiful thing and it's a lot of times um, so much harder than that Um, the other book that she wrote is called the gospel comes with a house key which is going back to that kind of Christian community of you're meant to break bread with people not in isolation and not like once a month um, but actually meant to like live amongst people introverts (laughs) introverts. <laughs> Lep, you get like it's like bringing people in and letting them see your dirty dishes and she talks about like having laundry on the the supper table and is like, "Hey guests, come on and help me fold this. Like we're doing life right. together. Like you together. know where my trash can is and you you know you might help my kid empty the dishwasher. Like that kind of a community, not just mm-hmm. the, "Hey, come over for a fancy dinner." There's a place for that, too. But she's kind of hitting at the at a different level.
0: Yeah. And both talk about her conversion, which I think yeah. would be interesting to Sierra. Okay. Yes. The C.S. Lewis movie is called The Most Reluctant Convert. That's what it is. Okay. The so Most Reluctant Convert. So you con- can um, grab that online. The Most Reluctant Convert, The Untold Story of C.S. Lewis, which is just great. Mm-hmm. It's filmed very much like a play. like a, It's a monologue. Mm-hmm. And you're following him around as an older man as he flashbacks through his life and goes through the whole process it's fascinating. It shows like glimpses of him at Oxford with the Inklings. Is that yeah, his the Inklings. People? Tolkien. Yep. Yeah, so it's him and Tolkien. Talk. It's just yep. really, really good. I loved it. Loved it. And
1: okay. And he was Anglican, right? And he went to. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I yep. was reading some in Mere Christianity last night. I'm like, okay, there's some theology in there that's I'm picking up on. Yeah, I think he does
0: a really good job in that book. Like here's where we're not going <laughs> like you know yeah like uh here's what we can agree on
1: this is mere christianity you yeah know? well like yeah. the first couple of chapters just in case you're curious even if you're not a christian it's worth reading the f- first few chapters because he deals with the problem, a problem yeah he yeah. deals with a problem of evil of what we consider yeah. like this this is good this is bad and
0: where do we get the standard
1: yeah and at? like what do we mm. do what do we do with evil and how can there be evil and does it point to a god or does it point to a lack of god and anyway fascinating just even just the first few chapters even if you're not a christian you still have to ask these questions if you're thoughtful
0: i think it's free on audible too if you have an audible account i think it's one of the ones that's included okay in your audible account uh okay she would also like to know please talk about why you guys don't have microwaves I've heard this so many times from people who hold similar convictions to me, but I don't know the reasoning behind it other than it's bad. (laughs) Um, As a young bride, a long time ago, uh, I don't think I've, so, I bet I haven't had a microwave in 25 years. It was the first nerd move I made. (laughs) And I don't, sometimes all it just takes is like one little zinger for me and I'm like, that's it! (laughs) That's it! Uh, I read that if you water a seed with microwaved water it won't grow And I was like well that is good enough for me And I literally like ripped it off the wall and haven't had one since Um, And then as I like learned more about radiation or whatever you know uh, I was happy I made that decision Of course Mm -hmm. now we live in this Wi-Fi world So I'm like oh at least I started back then and I'm exposed to all this crap now um, which is, that's as far as uh, eliminating things, um, I've got to figure this out. Because do EMF cases for my phone really work? Mm. Is there a whole house EMF protection system that's not just voodoo that would actually do something?
1: Do I have the discipline to unplug my Wi-Fi at night? These are Or hardwire. Next- hardwire is the next sort of thing I'm looking at. Because it would, it would back back in the day, kids, where it's like you had your computer in a spot, yeah, and you plug, you had to come in and plug it in, and that's how it got onto the interwebs, you know. I don't think I can do that with our service, though. I mean, you
0: can have a hardwire. I would still have Starlink, but use a hardwire. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And we have like bad. We are so blessed quote-unquote to have Starlink because otherwise I just can't have internet Mm. yeah then I can't make a living (laughs) yeah Uh, Um, as far as but like the phone case really intrigues me yeah you looked at those at all
1: yeah I have um I'm yeah I don't know I I Mm. haven't like come down on anything yet other than I'm trying to just not have it on my persons right um i get in a bad habit of sticking it in my back pocket but one of my bad habits that i'm trying to break is just (laughs) uh, just having my phone on me i if people if people don't like it when they text me and i don't text back or they call me and i miss it but i can't be that on demand for all the people all the time um i just can't so (laughs) i'm trying just to leave my phone in certain spots and just check it at appropriate times
0: yeah, I don't walk I don't around know. with mine. I can't handle it. Yeah. I keep it, like, on my desk or it's on my bakery cabinet downstairs. Yep. A couple times a day I walk through and I'm like,
1: boop. Yep. But yep. C- carrying um, it around with me, like, literally freaks me out. I don't think that there have been any studies that show that microwave food is bad. None that I know of anywhere. or none that I've ever come mm-hmm. across. I don't know the one you're referencing, but I don't either. <laughs> the thing that freaks me out about microwaves, and this is true for in general, is the container that you're microwaving food in. Yes, and Hot plastic. yeah, that that freaks me out. And here's the thing. like there is kind of just no need. Like I didn't want to give up the counter space. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. like I there's nothing that I need to heat up in the microwave ever. And I cook a no. lot and I can heat it up in the oven or I can heat it up in a pan or I can eat it cold or I can whatever, warm it on the stove. Like it's just, uh, it's such an unnecessary, gigantic piece of equipment that I just don't need. Mm. Yeah,
0: and there's nothing really, a lot of times, like I don't know about you, but like my moves in the kitchen, they're aesthetically pleasing, okay? They have I to heat be. Water. I want to enjoy that brass handle on my copper pot or the kettle. Like, mm-hmm. there, I like it. I like the feeling of it. I like the mm-hmm. the routine of it. There's nothing really aesthetically pleasing about, like, opening the microwave door, putting your coffee mug in it to reheat it, closing it, ding, taking it out. And like I don't want just,
1: microwaved coffee. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather just have a good glass of water. <laughs> I would rather have a, fr- or a fresh, fresh cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, take
0: a few minutes to make a fresh cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I know it's a big deal to some people. I know. People My dad microwaves his coffee so. lot. I know. We talk about it all the yeah. time. Hi, dad. <laughs> My grandma does, too. <laughs> that's her heart. Um, okay. Stephanie. Uh, hi, gals. Can you please make some suggestions on dealing with mosquitoes? They love me, and the misery is real. The chemicals are not appealing. Thanks so much. Are there different blood types that mosquitoes like better than others? You know what? I
1: think I've heard every theory about this that's okay. possible. Yeah, I've heard it from, Do from have mosquitoes too. We, it's weird. We've had this horrible mosquito year because there was like really? some low level water in the river and apparently there was just this gigantic hatch of mosquitoes, but okay. we don't have them at our house. They have them at my friend's house a mile away that way. They have them at my parents' house, which is like a mile as the crow flies that way, but we don't have uh-huh. them here. Um, but I'll tell you what I use and that's um, an oil that doTERRA makes called Terra Shield. This is also mm-hmm. what I use as my fly spray on my cow. And that and lemon eucalyptus, which is another oil that doTERRA makes, those are both really, really great. You don't want to use the lemon eucalyptus like when you're going to go outside and rub it all over your skin, but the tear shield works fine outside. So like put it in a spray bottle. Um, Sometimes I even mix it with a little bit of mineral oil and spray it on your clothes, move it all around. And that seems to work well for that, um, other than just like the whole like long clothing sort of a thing you know
0: yeah uh they have a newer one this last year citronella which we really like yes i mix it with the terra shield yeah um mosquitoes used to like me and now they haven't been as much of a problem so i just wondered if it was diet or something Yeah, i don't know i haven't had any
1: mosquito bites this year um not a major thing but i know they are a major Mm -hmm. thing for a lot of people but yeah that would be my best recommendation that i have other than if you're at a place where you can like have a campfire, you know, or a little patio fire outside, that that always helps. They don't like smoke. Yeah.
0: Okay, this one's going to be more for you just because I think I okay. just probably had more um I'll use the word normal, not to be insulting, <laughs> um but normal hormone crashes after pregnancy. Okay. This is Julia. Uh she's a licensed midwife for 2 years now. And has had the opportunity to witness both the beautiful beauty and struggle of motherhood in an intimate way. Have either of you struggled with postpartum depression? Mm. And if so, was there anything that helped you combat it? Love the podcast. Blessings to you both.
1: Oh man, that's going deep down there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And that's from a while ago too. Now, Um, so yes, I. This question is no, no, no. I mean, or you, or you. I'm trying to like remember all this now because it was a long time ago. I had it after, um, Will. My third. well, Yeah. Right. Um, I think the other two kind of knocked me on my feet, but in, I just sort of thought, well, this is motherhood. I guess this is what I'm doing now. But after the mm-hmm. third, it got really bad. And I, I always say, like, I didn't get postpartum depression. I got postpartum rage, which is how my kind of depression came out. It was just complete overwhelm super high one minute and incredibly low the next I never got it as bad as some women do where you know you couldn't I couldn't get out of bed but it was man I remember calling Angela from a coffee shop which is where I used to work I would go in like two hours a week and just crying and I don't don't remember what I said now I I was just like I don't think I can do this anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was it was a difficult time so I did a bunch of things. Um, can I ask you a quick question yeah. before you go on that? When did you, because like my midwife
0: would always work with me for the subsequent weeks after and say like, here's what mm-hmm. you can expect. You can expect weepiness. You can expect some random anger. Okay. But like, let me know if it gets past X, Y, Z. When did your kind of alarm, for people that are listening that might be kind of wondering, have have I gone too far? Like how, when did you get concerned? Oh, it like, was like- more than just- my yeah everything right because it takes months for that stuff to regulate yeah
1: well I think it was like three months out where I was just like because I did have a little baby bliss you know and everyone's bringing you meals and stopping by and like and so it's a lot easier I think just to kind of stay out of yourself when that's going on Mm. but then Mm -hmm. like you know the husband goes back to work and you've still got to make supper and you're trying to stick to a grocery budget and you've got A bunch of other toddlers that you're dealing with and it's just I I don't remember this was this was like eight years ago now so I don't really remember I just remember feeling like an elephant was just on my chest and I just couldn't Mm -hmm. like couldn't breathe couldn't get it off couldn't move around the house because it was just like this weight on me and I wish that I could say that I just did xyz and that helped but it was a process Um, I met with a doctor and I never got on any antidepressant medication but it was more just like a hey this is going on and we need to stay on top of it and a recognition of like I actually feel this way and I actually feel this way to a point where um, it's something I'm going to have to try to do to like dig out of a little bit so that was helpful Um, I started to pray about it significantly I started to basically like self um what's the word I use a ton of essential oils like 12 I think I was using like 12 or 13 I don't remember what they are now maybe I wrote about on my blog I can't remember but I was using those like four times a day to try to get my hormones and stuff to be a little bit more balanced and to kind of Mm -hmm. like it a little bit of even just self-care a little bit of routine a little bit of like hey if this is all you can do today then like you still did this um i talked to my friends about it like i was pretty um honest about what i was going through with them i don't remember do you remember you have a way better memory than i do you went like, you went really hardcore on
0: an oil protocol yeah which she would probably just want to google essential oil protocol Mm -hmm. for postpartum depression Mm -hmm. because they are out there Mm -hmm. um is that when you started the uh castor oil or was that a different no that was a
1: different chapter but that would be a great thing to do i think Mm -hmm. those little i don't like the word self-care but these little opportunities that you can to create good habits is really kind of more what i'm thinking of like hey i'm in the habit of laying down at night and quiet in front of my red light, or I'm in the habit of doing my mm-hmm. cast royal pack, or I'm in the habit of oiling my spine whenever my kids take a nap. Or, you know, like these are these are like pro habits. These are good habits. And I think you get sort of that, that same sort of ping in your brain, like, hey, this, you're doing a good thing. You're doing this good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people would tell me. I would. Go ahead. I would say like the second,
0: at the six-week mark is when I started working out every single time. Oh, see, that too. probably would have helped me a ton. Every <laughs> single time. The day. That 6 week mark hit. I was like back at it. Yeah. Um because I needed those endorphins yeah. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to blow off. I had so many so close together. I needed like Bleh! I needed that daily and I did like intense cardio. I wasn't lifting at the time. I was like killing it with cardio just to like purge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth on if I was trying to do too much or to if it's helpful mm. for a woman to try. Okay, let me think about how I want to okay. say this. Okay, so you mm. have a baby. And like at the time that I had my babies, like I was building my business. I, we were starting to take the blog seriously. We were freaking filming for the Food Network. We were writing, we wrote yeah. like three published books in five years. Like it was an insane time. And yeah. I don't know if that helped me because work is helpful, work is ordered, work is directed, work is something that I I really enjoy. And so I don't know if that actually Mm -hmm. helped me to kind of have somewhere to put my thoughts and put my energies. And um, obviously you have your kids to put it in, which is massive. But sometimes I think the counter to that is you have a bunch of these women who are like, this is so important and this is so big that life is just going to stop. And I'm just going to sit here and stare at this kid for the next five years and that gives you a lot of time to kind of meddle around inside of yourself and I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing especially when Mm. you are kind of just hanging on which a lot of new moms are especially if you have multiple kids you are just kind of hanging on and I think if you get too introspective about that and have too much quiet time like I think that's (laughs) maybe not a good thing like just don't don't think about it too much just kind of Look inward less and look out to your people more. And I think that that is actually really helpful. So I go back and forth. Like, what should the new mom do? I don't 100% know. I don't 100% know. Because I do feel mm. like part of what caused me to get over it was I got pregnant again. So I was like, well, I guess i got to do this again. We just lost 3,000 listeners. <laughs> like, oh, heck no. I did. But you know what? Like, we were done after three this was a surprise pregnancy and Mm -hmm. it actually cured me of a lot of it because i was so incredibly outnumbered and so incredibly like in the deep end that there wasn't even time to think it was it was like a submission like Mm -hmm. okay and i think i was still really kind of fighting back with who i wanted to be or who i thought i was or like i'm not somebody who deals with anger issues i'm not so i'm super motivated I'm pretty optimistic. And then when that person changes, just because have, being a parent changes you, as it should, I think that's just hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Also, you should probably see a doctor genuinely, like if it's something that really concerns you. Um, antidepressants mm-hmm. aren't the only answer, but they can be helpful for some people, but they're also not the only answer. See a couple different
0: doctors. I mean, like yeah. people that are going to come at it from a different yeah.
1: I think working out Different is actually approach. a great idea. It's an objective sort of almost outside yourself, you know,
0: which yeah. I think is helpful it was um it was very important to me mm-hmm. um, because I knew it wasn't like I was just gonna like trim down and like it, that was that was like a secondary. And I knew that would take forever. Yeah. It was more the output of just, like, the purge, the daily purge. And I, like, don't tell me it can't be done. Like, I kicked a kid in the face once because I was doing, like, kickboxing. Like, I had them all over. I'd have kids in front of me doing the routine with oh, me. Yeah. And they were always They're crying. There, and I was never alone, <laughs> you know, in the bouncy seat. Five more minutes. It's the finale. Uh-huh. I need five more minutes. I used to do these crazy hit workouts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Probably. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but how could that be bad? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. That's a complicated question. Think, but. Yeah. But it matters. I would get a couple different opinions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and be really careful with antidepressants.
1: And be really careful with who you talk to, too. Like, talk yeah. to somebody who's who's willing to tell it to you like it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lacey, gardening educator. Okay. I like this question. It's a little bit timely because Shay and I are both, um, geeked because we have international travel plans on the horizon. Um, hello, beautiful ladies. I have a question that I hope hasn't been asked because I've been saving my episodes to binge listen. This has not been asked. I love it. When it comes to shoes, I'd like to have a stylish and comfortable pair of house shoes. I love this question, like my grandma always had. I like the way she posed it because I um, use this term. I don't know if other people use it. When I think of my great grandma, I think of her wearing a day dress, Mm -hmm. a day dress and an apron. And I can just imagine the shoes that Lacey is describing. Something practical to have on in the house, but not too hard to get on or off swap when going outside the home any recommendations love this season by the way many other questions that i've heard so far have also been things i've been wondering Mm -hmm. much love to you and your families so shay and i are constantly comparing like luggage notes neck pillow notes european cord adapter notes um this is a big deal because it's been i haven't traveled in 18 years and shay's been five four or five years or so and we're pretty excited, and so we're comparing a lot of things. And Shay I'm just wearing mine right me, now. Show us. Okay, Shade has showed me a really cute pair of so white tennis. She's going to do the American tennis white tennis shoe move in Europe, which is bold. Europeans bold, wear them I with think. dresses.
1: A lot of women wear okay. sneakers with dresses and skirts. You know, it's going to be okay. stylish. Um, right. But these are the stupidest shoe you could possibly buy when you live on a farm. So oh, these are white. house shoes. They're like my trainers, my trainers I lift in. They do not go outside. This is what they look like. Yeah. Okay. See, those are cute with a dress. Um. Yeah, with a dress. See. Uh huh. They're leather. I got them because now they make shoes out of I don't know toilet paper, and they just dissolve into nothingness, which is so frustrating to me. Like your big toenail starts wearing through. I know. They just like (laughs) chuff off so these are yeah. um uh leather these are taos t-a-o-s i believe it's spelt okay um yeah t-a-o-s uh and they're just a white leather sneaker super comfortable and i am taking my espadrilles also thank you very much but I'm also wearing white sneakers. That's not an American thing. Europeans wear white sneakers. I know, because I've been looking but on for so long, podcasts. for so long, or, that
0: was the like cliche, is like, oh, Americans with their white tennis shoes and their fanny pack. I'm just being funny. Oh. That was like the, the cliche tourist yeah.
1: garb. Yeah, I'm trying not to make any major fashion faux pas. But OK, but just talk about being around the house. I hate being barefoot.
0: I can't stand being barefoot. Because I, it, it creeps It's good me for out. your
1: feet. And i do it like when i'm in my bedroom when it's clean but like in my kitchen Mm -hmm. where there's always stuff breadcrumbs and stuff no matter how many times i vacuum i don't want it getting stuck on my feet and and more importantly than that like to me having my feet bare is when i'm when i'm relaxed when i'm outside by the grill having wine like i'm happy to be barefoot out there but when i'm inside and i am in like homemaker mode I like you know, having it's like your laced up shoes like I'm doing it's this. like a girding yeah it's like
0: <laughs> oh I put it's the first thing I do in the morning I pee I put my tennis shoes on even with my pajama bottoms yeah. if I don't get right out of my pajamas yeah I have to have footing yeah yeah
1: yeah like um it's like a structure to me that's what an apron mm-hmm. is it's like gloves in the mm-hmm. garden I I am a much better homemaker when I wear a full apron because there is something about it that's just like I'm going in <laughs> And that's how these shoes feel to me so i was wearing my noble weightlifting shoes that i wear around the house but they're completely flat they're meant for lifting so they have no give whatsoever which is great Mm -hmm. for lifting because you don't want your feet to shift when you're lifting really heavy Mm -hmm. weights but not so great for comfort like when you're on your feet for 12 hours (laughs) so Mm -hmm. these got the highest rated comfort factor of all the white shoes i looked at which is why i got them
0: was it the brand that got that rating or that shoe style in particular cuz I'm on their site now and I see a it. It was of this uh, I think it was this shoe. Okay. It's interesting. They have cute. There's
1: some cute like slip-on leather ones, twin gore Listen, looks. I'm on I am on, I'm on a budget, so I was like looking at mm-hmm. all their sandals and I had this idea of all these outfits that They're I would cheap. wear and I'm like, <laughs> "Nope, you're going <laughs> to wear what you've been wearing all summer and you can buy yep. one pair of shoes." <laughs> the end. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <The end. laughs> and your kids can be homeschooled. And you can buy all their homeschool curriculum. <laughs> it's either that or right. pretty shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of that, did you just hear Arizona pa- passed a voucher to refund families two thousand dollars per year per kid if you homeschool to help you pay Come for then. their curriculum, which costs thousands and thousands. It's of so.
0: I think about our school system here. It's very good school system. I'm like, surely I get some credit for not no. costing you I don't know two hundred thousand dollars a year? Like could I just have a thousand bucks? No please? I think the,
1: I think in Washington state in our school system, I might be grossly wrong, but I'm pretty sure I just looked this up, and it was like ninety five hundred per kid per year was the cost. so I'm like, I'm saving Washington state. F- fifty thousand dollars that's what i mean yeah yeah could i could and i could
0: still paying my and, taxes. and
1: still buying all my curriculum every right. math curriculum every history every piece of paper every pencil all of it it all comes from our bank account and i'm mm-hmm. grateful to do that that is my responsibility right. and i'm happy to bear it give me back my money please No, I'm, I just think it's so. Way to go, Arizona. It's, such,
0: it's so antiquated. Like, it's, it's so, so ridiculous antiquated. to not do that. Like, the school system is under a huge burden. I'm not contributing into it. Mm-hmm. Could I just have a little. Like, I,
1: you don't have to buy my kid an iPad every no, year. No, even if you like, just like took your receipts and were like, can I just be refunded purely for this? I don't need any extra. Okay? Right. This is my burden. I birthed it. I am happy to. I'm <sighs> happy to do it. Anyway, that'd be great. go Arizona, go Arizona. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions?
0: Because I think I, I, think I went through all mine. That I okay. Had.
1: Well, I, I um, do have a few that I pulled up. So why don't we take a minute and uh, do our wine okay. segment? I'll cue the wine music, and I will pull up the questions that I had. All right. Did you look in the um, others folder? A lot of them hide in there.
0: I'm not the best at navigating Okay, I'll do that. I think I did, but I don't know. So we invite you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemakerchicclub because it's still officially summer despite all this talk of curriculum and homeschool and taxes and sharpened pencils. We would like to treat you to two free tumblers with your first time Dry Farm Wines order. Shay and I both drink Dry Farm Wines because uh, we've been talking this show a lot about toxins and making good choices. And there's a whole lot of garbage in that grocery store wine that I know you love so much. So we'd like you to give Dry Farm a try because there's no GMO yeast, there's no added sugar, there's no purple dye to stain your teeth this wine is alive for those of you in the kombucha and the sourdough and the fermenting crowd this is your wine for you wine snobs like me trust me this is your wine so you want to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club Mm -hmm. you can order three six nine twelve rosé orange sparkling
1: yep red white and they're going to give you two free tumblers i wish i would have remembered the wine that we drank last night i made homemade fettuccine and mm. it was so delicious it was a greek wine and it was so incredibly mm. minerally it was like licking a sea rock it was so good <laughs> i almost wanted to like put um, a green olive a in it you know like drink it. it was dry farm it was my first i'd ever oh, wow. had yeah it was really really mm. wonderful i think i might sob the bottle i'll send you a picture of it but uh, you so guys are always be.
0: asking us for resources, so we would direct you back to previous episodes we, where we have interviewed Todd, uh, the CEO of Dry Farm. He's going to say it a million times better than we could. Mm-hmm. He will thoroughly gross you
1: out, and you will be ready <laughs> to try it. Yep. So, so, <laughs> so about Wow. Dryfarmwines.com yep. forward slash Homemaker Sheet Club. we said this before, but if you live in a state that doesn't allow you to import alcohol, dumb, um, send it to a local liquor store in your town. Dry Farms can ship it to a liquor store. The liquor store is licensed to receive it. And usually they're really happy to do to do so. So like I think Michigan is one and Arkansas is one. And just saving you from yourself. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we
1: have time for okay. one or two more. Okay, so yeah, I, I got a fun okay. one. I think you're going to really like this one, especially with where your head space is right now. Okay, this is from Elise. Okay. Hey, ladies, love your mm-hmm. podcast. I am a 27-year-old with a two-year-old daughter. I work part-time away from home, and my husband works full-time. Sometimes at the end of the week, I look back and realize I haven't spent as much time with my daughter as I probably should have. How do you guys prioritize your kids when there's so much to keep you busy? Do you recommend a certain amount of time each week to spend with your kid? Hmm. There probably
0: is a recommended amount of time. I don't want to know it because I don't want to feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, i I do spend a lot of time with my kids. Um, they are like my little gang. I take them with me to do as much as as much as I can. I've always been the type the I know all moms are different, so my style was always like bring them along if if I can't handle it that's my problem they need to learn to like come along and do all the things so I'm I've always trucked them sort of everywhere with me um, I've been that mom at Trader Joe's with three kids with the little tiny red shopping cart a baker kid helping out I mean just all of us in there you go get that you get that meet me back here um, they're always with me um, that's a little it's A little bit dissipated now because my oldest is working full-time which breaks my heart so he's not in that (laughs) troop when we go do all our things Um, that's really sad to me but I know that's the natural progression of things Um, I am busy I have a couple different businesses that I run here from home farm garden lots going on something that I'm very intentional about is touch Uh, they come in the room in the morning. I get up from my desk if I'm returning emails. I muss with their hair. I smell their sweet little stinky breath. I kiss all over them. Good morning, handsome. Good morning, beautiful. How are you? Touch, touch, touch. I try to touch them throughout the day. I feel like that has to count. <laughs> that has to count for something. Um, it's a it's yeah. a good size house. Everyone can go their own direction. It's easy to do that. Um somebody's drawing in this room somebody's making a bed in that room somebody's out pulling weeds and so when we intersect I try to have that physical Mm -hmm.
1: contact with them Mm -hmm. years ago somebody told me this was when I had a bunch of littles and was struggling because everything is easier without them Angela's talking about going to the grocery Mm -hmm. store it's way easier to wait till the husband's home and then go (laughs) by yourself yeah okay yeah um and maybe that's what you need to do sometimes the problem is is if you avoid things like that because it's easier without kids everything is easier without kids Everything. Mm -hmm. And so you do have to actually decide, oh, but you know what? This is, it's more valuable to me to be with them, for them to experience it, for them to learn. I'm actually in charge of teaching them. Mm -hmm. Here's how you grocery shop. Here's what we're looking for. Like somebody has to teach them that. And so I think the sooner you submit to that, the better and sort of just embrace the challenge of that and know, yes, it's going to be harder. But that's just the nature of having kids. Um, yeah. It's, I, I will say, it's like, harder. I do rag on this a lot. And I, you guys, I, this is something I struggle with a lot, especially during the summer. So maybe some of you are in the same boat. But, like, freaking screen time, man. <laughs> screen time is robbing families of their mm-hmm. time together. Because guess what? Parents work. And I think it's actually really great for kids to see their parents work. This mm-hmm. is what it takes, kid. Right? <laughs> Did you hear that? I didn't hear it. No. I I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna assume they're okay. I couldn't tell if it was a laugh or a okay. cry. Um and so what was I talking about? Screen time. Um and so yeah, we yeah. got to this point this summer where it was like they would have a little bit of time, they'd still have to do all their chores and we'd do all the stuff together, and like I would work and you know, they'd play outside or whatever. But then it would hit this point in the day where I'm like, okay, fine. Just go watch something. Well, then they went, and everyone kind of like went to their corners of the house. And you just realize like, oh, we're actually missing out. And you know what? It's easier. It's easier for me to cook dinner when no one's in the kitchen wanting to help or asking me questions. It's relaxing. Mm -hmm. And I can sometimes do that guilt-free. But like, I can't do that every night. It's just too easy And just not valuable enough. And so Mm -hmm. to Elise, I would just say, find the times that you can. And find ways to bring your daughter alongside whatever it is you're doing. Because you still have life. You still have laundry. You still have to sweep off the front porch and take out the garbage and pay the bills. And kids are really adaptable. And we've said this before, too. If you don't like being around your kids, that's your job as a parent. To work on them, to shape them, um, to the to be the type of people that you want to be around. Yeah. So if they're nasty, uh,
0: <laughs> that that book that Jordan Peterson book that I'm reading, obviously, you know, taking it's, I think he's had a conversion experience. This book, I don't written, think he is. I, think. I just recently looked that up. Okay. Well, this book is four years old. Nonetheless, yeah. good stuff in there. Yeah. A chapter on making sure you raise children that you like don't raise a child you don't that like. doesn't mean you're always
1: gonna like them I mean, they're still Excellent. gonna be turds and be little sinners but you know what you don't always like your husband just either like me still love right. him oh <laughs> uh, yeah just like you um yep. two things that were really helpful for me with my parenting one of them was an old friend of mine who said you have to do the job that only you can do first nobody else can be a wife to your husband god help mm-hmm. the woman who tries that we, you know go all crazy on her um like no one else can, you know, lay with my husband in bed at night and show him physical affection or listen to him or or care for him in that way. That's my job. Mm-hmm. No one else can be the mom to my kids. No one else can replace that. You can, you know, farm it out to, to daycares or to schools or to, to people, but no one else can be the mom. You're the mom. Mm-hmm. And so like you have to show up for those things first. Because there's yeah. a lot of other stuff that we can farm out, like grocery shopping. You can pay people now to grocery shop for you and bring it to your doorstep. And if that means that you're able to be mom or to be wife in a better capacity and it's within your means to do so, then great. That's fabulous. That was really helpful. Then the idea of raising kids mm-hmm. that you want to be around so that the time that you do have to spend with them is good. Yeah, That idea is also really helpful. And then lastly, This idea that the parent isn't perfect. The parent is, in a lot of ways, growing up still alongside the kid and maturing alongside the kid. And so, when I realize, oh, my job isn't to have it all right. My job isn't to be perfect. My job is actually to show them how to ask for forgiveness and help to help them to understand, like, like, hey, say I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. And you're a sinner. And guess what? Yeah. You and I are both going to be struggling with sin our entire life. You're going to let people down. You're going to say harsh words. You're going to do things that you wish you wouldn't have done. You're going to have regrets. Like mm-hmm. this whole like no regrets culture is so toxic. It's like, no, you should have regrets. That's how you learn. Right. That's how you grow. Right. But what you do is it's a, it's a a when a mom comes to a child and says, hey, I lost my temper. That was wrong of me. And I'm really sorry. I should not have done that. Will you please forgive me? Which is not mm-hmm. the same thing as saying, I'm sorry. No. When you say please forgive me in our house, it means full and complete taking on a responsibility and the child has the opportunity to then say, I forgive you, which is an active mm-hmm. work on their part to say. Right. And then once that's done, like it's done. It's dealt with. Yeah. We're back in fellowship. Um, Those like kind of three peers to me were really helpful in creating a culture where the parent child relationship the time that you're spending together is actually good Mm -hmm. you know and it's not burdensome i don't know good stuff there okay i kind of i don't know if i answered her question actually i don't know i don't think that there's any um amount of time i think all the time Mm -hmm. all the time every minute that you can the end Angel's staring off into the distance, trying not to cry, thinking about her oldest. So maybe that's a good time to end it. <laughs> ah. There were lots yeah. of other great questions, um, a lot of other great questions in this folder that you well, didn't we've got see. Two
0: more great episodes coming so, so this
1: season. Yeah, I think Angela and I were flirting around with the idea of keeping a little question segment in upcoming podcasts and hitting on a couple of these because it is fun to sort of see where people are at. And um, I kind of miss doing topical stuff a little bit because I feel like that's where it allows us to get to this, like, depth that we can't always get to when we're answering questions. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe a combination of both would be fun for next season. We'll see. Okay. That's it. All right. We'll be back here with Uh... you next Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Two more yeah um and like seriously thank you guys for sharing the podcast like every time we go up to upload a new one and i see our stats i'm just like wait what (laughs) and it's (laughs) It's because you're sharing you're sharing it with people you're sharing episodes that maybe resonated and super grateful genuinely grateful
0: um you sent me the catechism link and I forgot to post it, so I need you to resend that because they're blowing up my messages asking me to do that Kay. in the show notes, Kay. so I will update the show notes today okay, um, with that and the coupon code for com. T-O-P-T-O-U-P-S mm-hmm. and co is Homemaker Chic. There you go. And that's going to give you your one-time one 10% discount. Get yourself some clean skincare. Yeah, do that.
1: Seriously. Yep. Okay. Okay. We'll see you guys back back here here next week. Cheers.
0: Cheers.